This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to... ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Russell Quest is delayed. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles invade Street Fighter 6, and not everyone is happy. I get my hands on the official SSD drive for the PlayStation 5, as well as a new controller for the Nintendo Switch that you may want to check out. This year's Evo Contender performs with Sight Beyond Sight. Then, in our final stage, we finally get our hands on Overwatch 2 Invasion for the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 5. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another game-filled edition of Talk Time Live Extra Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and we got a really fun episode for you today. Lots of really awesome news to talk about. And in our final stage, we're not going to talk about Russell Quest because unfortunately that was delayed at the very day of its release. The company... Uh, Mega Cat Studios and Skybound Games, the publishers, put out a notice the day of saying that this game has been delayed till August 22nd. And it's unfortunate because nobody knew, everybody was waiting like me to download this game, to play this game, to get ready and enjoy this game, wrestling fans especially, this looks like an awesome game to play. Um, And then all of a sudden, 12 o'clock hits, it disappears from the from the Nintendo eShop and it's like what the hell is going on here so I didn't go into the their official social media platforms and pages and we see this notice come out and like of course people are not happy some other people are patient with it I, I, I just love the fact that now people are patient with this game but people were patient with uh AEW fight forever and now they trying to crap on that game now granted I will say, you know, AEW Fight Forever is a fun game in its core, but it's just missing a lot of depth in terms of, you know, features. That's it. That's the only real reason. Otherwise, the game is solid. It like there's it, that that's like when people watched uh, Tim Story's, you know, uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Server. People loved it all the way up to the part when you when you didn't get a chance to see Galactus and all you saw was this cloud with the silhouette. So then they just deemed it crappy. Otherwise, if without that part, the entire movie was awesome. So it's one of those situations and this happens so often, but I agree, you know, I'm patient. I, I, I'm willing to wait, but it's just unfortunate that we weren't able to play that game um, at this time. And I think there's a reason too, because some people who did get out early reviews, 
didn't really give it the most delightful of reviews unfortunately at this time so um you know they pulled back I, here's my thing it's not like something they just decided at the snap of the moment there are signs that just seem like that they knew that they were going to delay this game because if you notice if you go into the if you were planning to get it on the nintendo switch and going to uh, eShop, it was never up for pre-order i think they were stalling to see if they could fix whatever they were fixing and if they fixed it in time they would put out the game and if they couldn't they were going to delay the game and that's what it seems like it happened here um you because normally when you go into the nintendo eShop, you can pre-order the game or have it available day of to you to buy there was not even a radio button in the eShop for you to even click pre-order or buy and that you know at all it just showed the the price of it and that's it so i'm like okay this is significant let's see what's going to happen here maybe you know it's happened before but then the day of you know the button you know uh gets activated and we can buy the game so at this point it's like damn near like 11 o'clock p.m and i'm like wait what's going on what's what's, what's going on 12 o'clock hits boom no download in fact the damn uh the whole entire game disappears from the site so i think whatever issues that they had with this game they've already had it prior to that like they knew they were going to do this probably even a month ago like it, it just it, it's it's not something that just suddenly happened it's something that uh they knew was in the mix for a while and they were trying to troubleshoot and they just couldn't so now the new date is on the 22nd which unfortunately is the same day as another game that i'm going to be playing so i don't know when i'm going to review russell quest i might just have to let everybody else um do that because i think a bigger game is going to be out that same day that also was delayed as well immortals of axiom will be coming out that day as well because that one was delayed and they it's just unfortunate that like skybound and and, and um and mega cat studios picked the 22nd to come out so um like there's nothing major like neither game is like a major most must anticipated game but you know there's no airspace like if you're a wrestling fan you're gonna get that game if you're a first person shooter fan you're gonna get immortals of axiom i'm both so i'm getting both in this case but thank the first person shooter gods another game finally arrives in, in in a form of uh overwatch here so um overwatch invasion is out and i will give my thoughts on that one in our final stage uh a game that i've been waiting for and fans have been waiting for for quite a long time i date back to 2019 when i actually hosted the voices of overwatch panel uh my first huge live panel at keystone comic-con uh where that i hosted um thank you thanks to repop once again because that was a that was a big 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 milestone moment for me i've never done any live panels before that time and you know repop gave me the uh the opportunity to do this and i was more than i was more than honored and willing to take it on despite the fact i've never been in front of a live crowd and i did two that weekend it was one with the um the artist of uh you know uh udon entertainment long vo chamba that's why i met chamba for the first time and um long vo i got a chance to meet both of them interview them and do a panel with them that was my that was my kickstarter 
and then the bigger one was the voices of overwatch would had like 300 people up almost up to 300 people in that panel it was loaded and i had for some reason i had no sweat <laughs> i was like i'm gonna just knock this out the park we're gonna get this done i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i'm gonna focus on our, uh, our guest which was fred tattashore the ultra awesome fred tattashore and charlotte chung who plays soldier uh god am i say soldier 61 i believe and uh diva so it was pretty awesome to have them both on air and it just we had a great time uh i in my office i actually got a fractured frame i don't know if you know what fractured is fractured is a company that makes you know glass frame pictures really awesome glass frame pictures in hd and i got a few of them one is you know i got one with myself and jim lee i got another one with, uh, from like last year and i got one of us posing in front of the backdrop for our keystone comic-con um just a fantastic day to be had and uh it was just it was awesome i believe my sister actually took that picture too which on my camera great job on her for that because that 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 picture was just fantastic um but i just remember that day as a milestone day it was a day to like i really 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 proved a lot of people wrong like when we started this podcast i you know i told people that you know was formerly working with uh this show with that if we put in that work, the benefits will come. We will get those accolades. We will get it there. And unfortunately, a lot of them didn't, all, practically all of them didn't hang around to see what this could have been. And I ended up, you know, skyrocketing myself over to different opportunities. You know, of course, you know, work, work on Repop on multiple occasions. That was just the first time. The fact that I was able to work with them for a live crowd and I got I made a big impression on them being able to do a live show allowed me to get other opportunities which later on during the pandemic I end up taking on other you know opportunities as well for them during a pandemic and doing a lot of uh anime uh panels virtually and uh it's just it's just a great thing it was just like that was my spotlight moment for me and it was just awesome but we've been waiting to play overwatch 2 for a long time and not like i mean overwatch 2 has been out for quite some time but it's for many people it was like it was still the same overwatch it was still like they just overlapped it with the new logo and added the characters in it wasn't really anything new to it to like the looks virtually the same which i'm which in hindsight like it that's not a bad thing overwatch always looked great um it always looked fantastic but it was missing something it was in the same in the same breath that i talked about aew fight forever and fans talked about aew fight forever with missing depth overwatch 2 was missing depth too they made it as a esport you know game that people can just focus on the competition but the problem was they made it they made it a game that had storyline that had a um a backdrop that had story development and character development there like but you didn't have a story mission. You didn't have a story campaign in there. And that was the one thing that was missing. And it lacked a lot of replay value and it lacked the opportunity for other people to want to jump in and really enjoy Overwatch the way it deserves to be, you know, enjoyed. And now they finally figured it out. They finally got it. It's like, okay. Now, granted, the other thing too is offline mode, which they still don't have, but this PVE mode, 
um, campaign, you know, invasion. It's not a P it's a PVE, but you also still have to rely on the internet and all that stuff. You can't play this offline. It involves you, you know, working with different people, you know, online teaming up with them. So it's still kind of online reliant, which I'm not a big fan of, but it does finally give you an opportunity to get immersed into the universe because before that it was just them putting on some awesome short story, you know, videos like a, a, a hell of a lot of them like two, three hours worth of short stories based on these characters in here. And instead of like, why not just put all that in the game so we can enjoy there? So they finally listened, they finally did it. And we finally are able to get the Overwatch 2 experience or the Overwatch experience. Many fans, not esport gamers, but many fans have been waiting for. So we're gonna talk about that in our final stage and what I thought uh, of that story mission and, um, did they pull it off? Was it everything that we wanted? We'll find out later on. So stay tuned for that. But let's move on to some other news before we jump on to the final stage. Um, let me get my thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover with Street Fighter 6. Now, anytime you have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's awesome. Um, this is no different. So what they did, and we talked about this before, they basically, they it's not a matter of you getting you know, DLC characters or DLC fighters um, to be able to play as you, you're getting, you're getting the suits of, you're getting like suits and other content based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a cross promotion, you know, for the uh, movie Mutant Mayhem that just came out, which is awesome, by the way, go out of your way and check it out. And th there's a lot of, there's a, there's a few things that I loved about this, but there are a few things that people aren't liking about this and we'll talk about it. So the battle hub, let's talk about that real quick. The battle hub is fully decorated with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle promotions um, and decorations around the battle hub arena, followed by a remix of the TMNT theme song from the 87, but just remixed blaring all over the actual room. I like the song. The song is awesome. It's pretty cool. You know, it's it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lyrics with a more update beat to fit the Street Fighter format. So I really dig that. The shop now has a gear. Um, the shop now is like fully decked out in turtles. You know, uh, it's, it's basically a full turtle store where you could get stickers, you could get, you know, um, what is it? Uh, uh, not emojis, um, taunts, uh, stuff like that. And then you can also buy the suits to make you look like one of the four turtles or all four of the turtles if you choose to buy that. Um, so you had that using currency, you know, gained from, you know, real world currency or, you know, when you fight, uh, you do, you know, multiple fights in the uh, online mode in a battle hub arena and all and such, and you gain more, you know, cash for that. The problem here is that gamers have been recently made, uh, have recently made a complaint, I should say, due to the pricing of the latest DLC. Now, I do believe there are two ways that you could get money and currency. And one is, you know, fighting and winning matches in the battle hub. You can earn money doing that way and making it to a certain rank. So you probably wouldn't have to go there, but you know, not everybody's a pro and not everybody's gonna be able to make money like that. So the other best bet is to use real currency to get in there and 
you know, buy these things, these extra exclusives that you won't be able to buy on a normal uh, gameplay. Capcom is joining the list of other game uh, companies that are now selling content for a very steep price. I'm, I, I, part of me believes that it's inflation that's involved in this. So, I mean, cause they're not the only ones that are doing it. They're game companies that are doing it. They're streaming networks that are now uh, upping their prices. They just did an article about Hulu and Disney. I'll talk about that on a Sunday show thoroughly. Um, and, and, you know, because a lot of, you know, they won't admit it. They won't say it, but a lot of companies are losing money because of inflation, because the economy, like they're saying the economy's up, but like inflation's also going up too. But like, are people getting paid enough to be able to afford all of this content? Is it the right time to do this? I don't know if it is. Cause I, if what it sounds like is like people aren't able to afford a lot of the content. Some people can, some people can't. I think a lot more people can't in this case, like upping the price for, you know, streaming networks and then upping the prices for, you know, the game companies and just, everybody's trying to get that cash grab real quick because, you know, in hindsight, they're probably losing, you know, profit on a lot of things too. Not everything, not every game is booming like that. Not every, you know, streaming network is booming. Like Bob Iger just recently admitted that like they lost a lot of money on Disney plus, um, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's cause you're just doing too much and asking for too much at the same time, you know, who knows, who knows? I can't, I can't really say without knowing the actual insight data, um, of what's going on here, which you will not think we'll ever be privy to, by the way, <laughs> nothing's going to be that transparent at all. So much like Koi Tecmo with Dead or Alive, SNK with King of Fighters 15, um, and other games selling DLC for about the price of a normal game, Street Fighter is now selling the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle content with the price tag of seven, 750 uh, fight cash, which is roughly 12, 12 to $15 per turtle costume. Buying any of these costumes will allow you to wear them in the battle hub and world tour. So if you're in the world tour mode and you go through the cutscenes, it'll, you, you know, you'll be, it'll allow you to wear whatever you're wearing at the time, or, you know, play as any avatar at the time. So it, in, in fact, if you play, like, say, if you use the Leonardo costume and you go in world tour mode, you're in fact playing as technically playing as Leonardo through that whole entire thing. And the cutscenes will show Leonardo, not your avatar, not your custom avatar. It'll show Leonardo going through all those cutscenes with other street fighters. So that was their way of doing that. Instead of just, you know, creating the actual characters and immersing them technically. I mean, it's, it's a clever way to do it. I, I get what they were doing and it is a clever way of doing it. Um, it does still immerse them into the world because now they're in, but they're technically not in. <laughs> it's actually your avatar in a, in a, in a turtle costume, technically. Um, I, I still say I love the way that Netherrealm did it with um, Injustice 2 and how they brought them in, because they, they were able to fight, you were able to fight as the turtles, as each turtle in their own different way. And they were all, there's an ending for them, and they were totally immersed in that universe. So I still like the way they do it. Plus. On top of that, it costs way less. You got 
for the price that they're charging for one turtle in Street Fighter Six, you got all four of those turtles for that same price. So amongst other characters that you were able to get for that uh, Injustice pack. So it, it, I mean, of course, Injustice 2 was so long ago. It really was. So, I mean, I, I, I can't compare the prices of that era, yes, of that time to now, but it's safe to say that like, I still think that you, I mean, these, these price hikes, I don't know what data they're based on it's to say that, you know, people can afford that or want to afford that and want to pay that. I think, I don't know what's happening in the industry that's forcing, you know, companies to raise their prices up. I know I can speak for Hollywood because they're losing money on subscribers, people who are sharing passwords and, and, and pirating the, uh, the deal. So I don't know what's the deal here. Um, I would also add that maybe it could be for the fact that, you know, a lot of times these games get delayed. And a lot of times these, um, when you get these games, some of the games don't live up. I mean, it, it's, it's just one of those situations. It could be anything. I'm just, you know, guessing it now. Don't quote me. I'm not saying that's what it is. Um, I'm just, you know, hypothesizing that best of what the possible situation might be. But, um, yeah, I would, I would be safe to say like, I can't speak for myself. I can only speak for myself, but I could, you know, I can definitely say that not everybody's going to be able to afford or want to afford that content for the price, even though there's a lot of turtle fans there and they're banking on that. Um, going into the battle hub, you don't see too many, you know, turtle suits out there, at least at the time when I recently went on there. So it's becoming a thing where people are like, I guess rebelling against that, not getting, I don't know how successful this is going to be. You have until I believe September to get these suits and be able to do anything. But it's like, that's the other thing. It's just suits because they're not the original characters and they're, they don't have their own move sets. It kind of dampens the situation because you will want them to have their own move sets and actually be a part of it. Not borrow from Ryu or Ken or Guile or whatever like that or Chun-Li. You want them to have their own deal. So because they're ninjas and they not, they don't know ninjas shouldn't be learning Shotokan <laughs> or Wing Chung, you know, or wrestling. We're like, it's like you're, you're getting, you, you don't have your own moveset you're taking from other people. That's the, basically the storyline of the turtles here in world tour mode. Uh, so, you know, I, I get it. It's not going to be for everybody, unfortunately. And I know everybody, a lot of people want to be a part of this, but the price is very steep. It is, it is way too steep. Like I, I, I mentioned the list of other games, um, dead or alive is probably the worst. And I've spoken about this many a times before, but nobody's ever spoken up until now. It took till now, like what's happening now has been happening for quite a while. And people have not spoken out about it. Now they're finally speaking out. It took them long enough to do so. I've been talking about this forever. Koei Tecmo Dead or Alive series is the dirt worse when it comes to DLC. Their DLC, literally, for one DLC, is $99. It's a hundred bucks. I'm not joking. Go on to go find Dead or Alive. Any like the last two Dead or Alive games that ever come out, find them. I trust me, you're going to flip when you see those prices. And, and what are you paying for with that much for $60 on one DLC and then $99 on another? You know what you're getting? Costumes. They're not. That's it. It's not even another game. It's not an expansion. Costumes. 
not only just any costumes, but you're getting scantily clad costumes that you can put on the, uh, you know, the women of there, like for 99, who the bad part is there. I guarantee you there is somebody. There's a small minority of people who actually bought that. I guarantee you, I guarantee you somewhere around the world. Somebody bought that. Those, uh, those DLC skins Dead or alive is nowhere near a game that good enough for me to want to invest that much money on those skins just to see some chicks in some like you i'm sorry i had to say this for anybody to want to invest in that you can use that money and go out and take somebody out on a real date and and really have a lot of fun on a real date <laughs> with that money like you use that that's problematic to me if you're using that money to buy 60 to 99 dollars on scantily clad skins for a video game i worry i worry use that money usefully for real world shit. like seriously um recently snk is now on a bandwagon of raising these you know stupid prices for um their street king of fighters 15 content here's my problem now granted for this you're getting actual characters at least you're getting characters my problem is is that king of fighters 15 is a fun fighting game but is not the best fighting game out there like when you add a character to that content yeah you're probably getting a a a, a ending story to that but they're not immersed into that world as much as they as you would want them to be um the character characters just you know it's like thirty dollars per character pass or season pass or whatever like that thirty dollars and you uh for one it's thirty dollars for the season one pass and thirty dollars for the season two pass and then it's like you get like four or five characters out of that and i'm just i i just am not ready to invest that much even though the characters that they have in is cool i've played the game there's like only one story mode in there and the story mode is very loose it, it it's like it's nothing for me to you know make that happen street fighter 6 they've started off on a good road but not a great one in my opinion like um i love the game i i absolutely love the game i you know i've reviewed the game already um i just feel like and i said this before um i gave it an a when i when it was out but i did say they need more because the story the world tour story mode doesn't connect well with the actual story of the game and i'm hoping that they add on another expansion story mode like that i will pay for because there's another story mode experience that i will want to do so i'd rather them go and want to do that rather than than just you know keep pushing costumes and all this stuff and didn't putting them up for a high like are people even getting paid as much for that anymore like I, i've been i've been independent i've been a free independent freelancer and i'm independent contractor for some time now in fact today actually as i'm as i'm recording this today is the anniversary of when i left my corporate job today so like uh in 2016 so um I don't know man I, I really don't know um if people are getting their money's worth as i'm saying that starbucks is is um 
Starbucks is actually, uh, you know, unionizing to get Starbucks to pay, you know, Starbucks employees are unionizing and, and, and petitioning to get $15, uh, as a normal wage because they're not getting paid enough. You see what SAG after and the WGA is doing right now. There's a fight for worth going on right now. The war of the worth is happening right now. So I don't know if it's appropriate for any of these companies to be raising prices when people are struggling to afford the basic essentials in their lives, you know, before they can afford to even invest in the entertainment aspect of it. So I don't know, man, I, is it, maybe it's just too early for them to do this. We're, we need to be in a good place in order to do that, but we'll see. Um, you know, the, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool advertisement It's a cool promotion. They did a great job. Um, they probably spent a lot of money and that's why partially, I think why they're raising the prices for it because of how much they spent to invest in this and they got to get it back. But how much is, is how much is it having to do with them getting back versus they're trying to get as much cash as possible, you know, other than breaking even. Um, it's one thing to want to not break even, but it's also another thing to just, you're over, you're trying to drain us dry. And that's what we need to find out, to be honest, what's going on here. So we will see. Speaking of more Street Fighter news or fighting game news, giving my thoughts on Blind Warrior Sven. If you don't know who that is, go online to find him. He is one of the most awesome Evo competitors ever to play in that tournament. When I say blind warrior, he is in fact a blind warrior. This man is blind and he competed in the evil tournament and actually won a set. Uh, you know, he could, he beat people in a set of, um, the brackets in a competition. This dude is no joke. He managed to beat a set of competitors by just using his sense of hearing. He lost his sight at the age of six and managed to learn how to play Street Fighter 2 by listening to the sound of the footsteps and other sounds in the game. He had to learn the same thing for Street Fighter 6, which led him all the way to the EVO tournament. And he made a great impact in that tournament. This is very inspirational um, and proof that there, I always say this, I always say this, especially not only just for other people, I say it for myself and it's been proven time and time again in time. There's always another way. If you want what you want and it doesn't happen the way you want it, there's always another way. There's always another way. And when I say there's always another way, I mean that in a more moral and ethical sense. I don't mean like, you know, I can't get this. So I'm gonna rob somebody <laughs> or I can't get this. So I'm a, you know, I'm a scheme my way to do it. No, there's always another way of getting around to make it getting things to make things happen. And you could do that without the, without being unethical or malicious or whatever, or cutthroat. You can, there's always another way to get around to do things and, and, and show your worth to that. He just showed another way and practically the most awesome way he, people are, you know, considering him like the real, the real life Kenshi from Mortal Kombat or even uh daredevil or Matt Murdock daredevil. Cause he's just, he's, more like Kenshi than anything, I would say, because if you say Daredevil, like, be honest, Matt Murdock could, can't technically see. He has radar sense, so he technically technically can see, but he just can't see clearly like everybody else. 
Kenshi is legit blind and he relies on other senses for him to be able to see as well. He has a sword that he can see from when he holds it as well. But other than that, he's also blind, but he uses his other senses. So this guy is kind of the real deal in a sense. And kind of, he, he, he brought more depth to the Evo tournament this year and they needed it because this is like the first big Evo tournament to come back the way that we love Evo. Um, so I thought that was really awesome. And this also puts a major shine on Capcom's accessibility features, which could be a worthy winner at this year's game awards after this great demonstration from Blind Warriors Finn. It's it's pretty dope. I I really love seeing that. And it because I here's the thing. I hear people all the time when they see me do what I do, which is not really much in a sense, like there are people out there who are doing way more than me, but I do some things that lead to some awesome opportunities. Um, but there are people who just think that they can't do it. And these are people with all their limbs, all their, you know, um, all their anatomy intact, uh, you know, eyes, you know, have sight can, can just be able to live what we consider a normal life, but they like, but they limit themselves to make them believe that they can't do anything. But then I always see somebody like blind warriors, Finn, who lacks all of his, all of his being to be able to live the life the way that most people do, but he finds a way to do, to live life and do it better than us. Even without the, uh, even with limitations, like he's doing the fighting games with Stevie wonders done the music right now. <laughs> okay. Stevie Wonder is my all-time favorite freaking recording artist, producer, if you will. That man, that man has recorded some of the greatest songs in the history of music. It's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. The one of the most significantly beautiful voices you would ever hear. And nobody does a harmonica like him. I don't want to hear that you can't do when you uh, when you see other people are doing and willing to do even without even with the limitations that they have i don't want to hear it. I, I don't ever want to hear it shout out to sven more power to you man i'm a huge fan of you at this point and uh keep it going man I, just fantastic you are already a, you, you're a legend already you're you're like a, a you're an instant classic if you will you know so i mean you're gonna be one of the highlights from years from now you know because of his contributions so kudos to him he is awesome all right let's talk about some hardware news here man um i've been waiting for this to happen for years since i got since 2020 when i got the um the playstation 5 i've been waiting to have a hard drive that i can use to add on more games and they, it's been a while. It took them a while to get it because mostly because of the pandemic, of course, you know, that, that took away from the opportunity to do this stuff. So now we had to try to, to store more games in our system. We had to settle for an external hard drive. Now, the problem was the external hard drives didn't allow us to play the games that were stored in the external hard drive. The PlayStation five games, I should say, we could play any PlayStation four or PlayStation three compatible games on a PlayStation five through the external hard drive, but we can never play the PlayStation five games that were stored in order to play them. We would have to transfer them from the external hard drive onto the PlayStation five. But in doing so, we would also have to switch other games out to switch them in almost 
like a virtual way of just switching cartridges into a game console. PlayStation 5 had other ways of doing it. You could get an SSD drive and install it into the system yourself. Very simple to do. However, some of the drives that were out there weren't the best and they were recommended by Sony from what I understand, but they just weren't always the best. I've had a story. Somebody told me that there's burnt out. Even it wasn't the official one. Well, for those who've been waiting for the official SSD drive for PlayStation 5, it is finally here in the form of the WD Black SSD drive by Western Digital. I actually have some of their uh, hard drives for my PC and all in terabytes, of course. Um, so they're working together to create an official PlayStation 5, one that will guarantee to work. Um, they have it in two terabyte. They got it in one terabyte, two terabyte, and four terabyte. I went for the two terabyte just for starters. And if it works, I'm going to upgrade it down the line. Uh, it promises to have fast uploading and downloading speed. And I'm here to tell you it absolutely does. I've installed it very easily installed it in just takes you to take, um, just all you gotta do is take off the covers, unscrew, get a little screwdriver, unscrew the little panel that has the, uh, that allows you to insert the slot, uh, for the SSD drive in there. You take out the safer, you put the safer right next to the area where the slot is going to be. So it won't move. And you put the screw back in boom, it's right there. It'll ask you to reformat the actual SSD drive, quick reformat. It is ready to download. I've had no issues with it so far. It's been a few days so far with it. I've downloaded about 400 gigs worth of games on there already and more to come. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am ready for it. I, and, and I still use the four terabyte, you know, uh, external hard drive, um, which, you know, I now have six terabytes technically of, of space because this is working so well. And it has a, what it called a heat sink as well, I guess, to make sure it, it, you know, stays, you know, relevantly cool throughout the entire play. Uh, cause if you're playing on your PlayStation four in a hardcore way, yeah, it's going to, it's going to heat up. So this is guaranteed to, you know, stay stable and cool for the entire time. I'm sure they tested it out multiple times. There hasn't been any defects on it so far. So I haven't heard any from anybody else say it. And, um, so far so good. Um, I believe I got it or for, um, let me see if I can get this price up for you. It was like 154, I believe go best buy. Look at my order real quick and help you guys out. Let me see the price of this. Yeah, it's now available for 159. That's the two terabyte version. It's 159. It was 269.99. And now you, if you go to Best Buy, you can save 110. Here is, and that's not including um, the two year, the two year um, insurance fee or, war or warranty fee, which I highly recommend doing for this particular item. Here is why I suggest you get it from Best Buy and other name brand companies. If like a micro center is selling it, stuff like that, get it from there. Uh, egg.com, I believe I would recommend as well. If you want to go online, I would definitely recommend doing it from egg, a new egg.com and getting it there because I wouldn't recommend going to Amazon. Here's why I've purchased, I've, I still purchase 
items from like you know sd drives and all this stuff from there if it's scan disc because i know it's it's like a legit thing but i have received hardware uh storage you know memory uh items before from amazon that didn't live up to what it was supposed to be and i ended up having to take it back reason being i wouldn't trust this particular item at Amazon is because it's not directly from Amazon. It's most likely coming from a third party distributor, a third party merchant. Because for those who don't know, you know, Amazon sells their own products, but they also go on to allow third party merchants to sell their products on Amazon as well. So now they have to be legit too. So if there's too many complaints about them, doing scam, you know, scammy things, they will get kicked off of Amazon and they will never be able to sell on Amazon again. So I will highly recommend that you go to Best Buy, you go to Micro Center, you go a place where you know you, there's a brick and mortar front in there and you can actually buy it. So if you get it from there, then you most likely can get it exchanged if there's any, just if there's any faulty issues in there, if there's any situation that you know, might require some technical assistance. If there, if there is something that becomes, you know, damaged, you could do a quick exchange and you get a protection plan. You should be fine. Um, getting it from Amazon is a little bit sketchy for this particular type of product. And I'm sure it's, it's a, put it like this. It's a hit or miss. You there, there you could possibly get one, a good one. And you could possibly not now. When I was going to get it in Amazon, I always look at the reviews first. When I looked at the reviews, and what I love about Amazon at least is that when you get reviews, you, you know, some of the reviews have video and, and or pictures that will show. And some of the pictures that I saw was that some people got um, got the box with that was already opened and then there was no um, hard drive in there. I got another one that said that, um, you know, it didn't exactly, live up to expectations or it was cracked or whatever like that. So the shipping and handling was bad. So I decided to opt out of going to Amazon and getting it. Cause you know, if I got it from Amazon, then it was guaranteed that I could get the two day overnight deal, which is great, but it's not great if you get it two days and then there's something wrong with it. And then you have to go take it back into an Amazon station. And if you don't live near Amazon station, then you're screwed. Um, I mean, same thing for Best Buy and all the stuff, but you know, Best Buy is a company that's most likely to state to, you know, have a trustworthy quality of products because they don't want to be known for having, you know, sketchy situations. They're hugely, you know, they're hugely successful, um, tech, you know, an appliance company. So any issue to have in there, it, it really looks bad on them. So, you know, they, they will make sure to make sure to, to have the best products possible. I would give also, um, credit to micro center. If you have a micro center in your area, go there and new egg, new egg is probably the only company that I would recommend doing online. Um, is because, you know, the problem is the shipping might not be, the, the shipping might not be as good, uh, on new egg. I can't speak, but like the last time we got new egg stuff, it was ages ago. But I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. You might, it might not be two days. It might be like four days, five days for it to be shipped, depending on the product and where it's coming from. So, but if you get it from Best Buy, it's guaranteed if they have it in stock, 
you can pick it up there or you can have it delivered. I had the pleasure of having this one delivered to me from FedEx, believe it or not. And thank goodness that one went off. Okay. <laughs> I still got the Spider-Man controller that is coming. That will be coming from FedEx. So I'm fingers crossed that that goes off without a hitch. Cause if you guys recall, I got the AEW world heavyweight championship replica belt, which thankful God it actually made it here, but it took, way more than it was supposed to to get here and i thought somebody was trying to grab it and knew what the hell it was but um luckily it made it here it was it's all good it's i'm looking right at it thank goodness uh same with the um same with the uh the sd drive ssd drive it made it on time no problems it was all good so we'll see but i will definitely recommend you checking this out playstation it has the PlayStation logo on there. This is the official SSD drive for PlayStation. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it is available on Best Buy. Um, hopefully check to see other name brand places. Again, play at your own risk with Amazon, but I would definitely recommend going to Best Buy for using it, getting it there because they're a little bit better when it comes to terms and services and customer service and quality of service with them. So go out of your way and check that out now. What I will recommend you get from Amazon is this new controller that I managed to get the Moonog switch controller. Um, I don't know why I just decided I wanted to check out if there were any other, if there were like any other like, um, deals for controllers and all stuff. Now, granted, I, I love my old, my, uh, OLED or OLED uh, controllers that I had, they're still working. There was, there's still no drifts on those uh, controllers. I'm very surprised. I've had it since uh, what last year with, um, with uh, no, the year before, I think I got the OLED um, the year before the first time I went to uh, New York comic-con and I got a day of, and surprisingly I have not used the, um, I got another pair of joy cons that I never had to open. And I bought them just in case because I'm so used to like when I had the original switch, I have switched out so many joy cons or got it and went to Amazon and bought like the, the kit to, you know, change the analog sticks because the drifting was just so much. But when I got the OLED, the drifting is gone. Those controllers are still using. I just, the problem was I played with them so much that I, you know, the actual analog sticks are nubbed. So I had to get covers over them, but I decided that I want to try and see if they, I could get another, uh, pair. And I found this particular controller, which it, it connects. It, it's basically your handheld controller, but it plays mostly like a pro controller or a PS4 controller at that, um, the D pad analog sticks button layout are the same as the joy cons, but the balance and weight feels more like a dual sense controller in your hands like a PlayStation DualSense controller or access controller. Um, it includes a built-in six access gyroscope sensor. So, I mean, it plays literally just like you would the normal. It has all the capabilities of a Joy-Con. The, it also has auto and turbo button capabilities, which is always my favorite. Cause I grew up with, um, the Mad Cats controllers and other third-party controllers for PlayStation and other stuff like that, that allowed that had turbo capabilities on it. So it was, I, I always love that aspect on air um rumble feature is probably the most impressive of this all it provides two times the vibration of a normal joy con making it feel more like a playstation 4 controller than anything 
I would I say PlayStation 4 and not the DualSense controller because the DualSense does things that no other controller has ever done before. And I hear that um, Xbox doesn't have that capability. So like, this is another reason why, you know, I will never go Xbox. Like people, if you never played on a PlayStation 5 and played the DualSense controllers, it is something else. The adaptive, you know, cap uh, capabilities and, and, and the, uh, re um, the resistance, you know, capabilities that that uh, controller has when you're playing certain games, it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, I played various games that has the heavy rumble feature on here. Like, uh, for instance, one piece pirate warriors four, which has heavy rumble features in this game. And it really, you could feel it. It, 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 that rumble pack is so awesome. Um, it's, it brings much more of an impact around this deal. Uh, I played on other games too, like, um, AEW fight forever and, um, other fighting games that I knew that would have it on there. It's just, it, it feels so good. The controller doesn't drain your battery either. Uh, which I find it, it, it does exactly, you know, it, you're into playing the same amount of time to, that I've had with the regular dual sense. I mean, with the other joy cons or whatever. So it's really good. It has, does have a charge station on air too. Um, the only, the only negative I would give for this is that it doesn't have actual uh, kickstand for it. I mean, that's kind of a minor thing. And if you really want to stand for it or whatever like that, you could buy a Nintendo switch stand for it, but it's not a, it wasn't too much of a deal breaker after all the things that I've seen it, uh, be able to do. So I didn't mind that at all, but the other thing too, is that, um, connecting the actual screen, the handheld screen onto it, you gotta, it takes some getting, uh, used to like, you gotta connect the controller. Like this is a pro controller on there. And once you do that, and the other thing too, once you power out, you got to use the power button to reconnect it. And you got to make sure that you unplug it because it won't recognize the actual controller itself until you unplug it. And then you can replug it back in. So it's a, little, it's a tiny bit tedious on that aspect, but again, not a deal breaker, especially considering the price of this. Uh, if you go on Amazon, you could get it for, um, $26 and, uh, it's for its price because the normal joy con is way more expensive than that. They're like 60, 70 dollars for the original joy cons. And this one is only $26. And in my opinion, it actually does better <laughs> than what the uh, controllers do. It's a great deal. This is a really great deal. Now I haven't, it hasn't drifted on me yet. And if it does, I will report back on it and like, say like, okay, there's an issue, but I have liked this so far. I love the feel of the control. I love the, the balance of the analog sticks. Um, it feels much better than it would it, like a little bit more constraint and control than the joy cons would. And I like the joy cons, but for those who have bigger hands, um, this is a great one for you. And I know Hore has the, their ones too, which is great for big hands, but what it lacks is rumble. It doesn't have the rumble feature. This actually has the rumble feature in there and a major rumble feature. So you get all of that feel that you get to ha uh, have. So for those who have big hands, but what, and, can't really use those joy cons and want to play um you know the nintendo switch on handheld this is for you absolutely and for a great price of 26 dollars, you can't go wrong with this so go on to amazon check it out i will actually put it up on the nintendo switch i mean on the nintendo switch i will put it up on talktomlive.com on the new blog page for uh the unbox series so you and i will have the link on there for you uh pretty soon so you can definitely check it out there so um not only that you can also check out other 
items that I've unboxed as well there. If you want to take a look and I usually put on the, I usually add the, uh, the, uh, links to where you can find those items as well on there too. So go anyway, check it out. And folks that will do it for this stage of the uh, show. We're going to take a break, come back and reach the finest, reach the final stage. I to say, we're going to talk overwatch Two invasion and give my thoughts on it. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review overwatch 2 invasion finally the pve experience that we've been waiting for is finally here and does it live up we're going to talk about that right now and we're going to use our grading system which covers originality overall graphics sound music gameplay fun factor replay value actor performances and story of course i'm going to actually go out on a limb and start with story first um the story is pretty cool we've heard about this for quite some time and what it involves of uh what it actually entails and the actual story to this talks about a rogue omnic group known as null sector which has begun attacking rio de janeiro toronto and gothenburg using powers uh powerful warbots to destroy and defeat everybody in his path Winston and his Overwatch strike team are on a mission to stop Noel Sexter, and they'll need all the help that they could get from old and new members alike. So we heard about this story forever, but this thing is finally here. There are some bumps on the road, uh, both, you know, based on the development of the game and legality issues involving Blizzard Entertainment as well. It is finally here. Um, I. You know, I've been saying it for years. I've not been the best first person shooter fan in the world, but I will say this in spite of its delay and it, it is long time. To, let me tell you, I talked about this in the first in, in the earlier segments like this has been dating back since 2019 that they were talking about bringing Overwatch 2 out. Overwatch 2 finally came and it was still missing a few things that we wanted. And that one thing was the story missions because now they have their, they have the hardcore crowd of gamers that will play the, you know, the other missions and modes and all the stuff. And they got the esports, you know, uh, you know, players and all the stuff that were, that were into this. 
But what about the casual fans like myself? I love this game from an aspect of I, I have sentimental value with this game, mostly because of doing a panel. But upon doing my research to do the panel, I learned about this game. I learned about the characters. I learned about the story with it. But the story was involved outside of the game's experience. You got to learn about the story through store, um, you know, short story missions and all this stuff. So the thing, the missing element was to how to attract the casual fans I and mean, people who may want to play this game and enjoy this game for its story aspect. And he left that out in Overwatch one to which I don't say, I guess they were trying something new to me. It, to me, it didn't work. It, yes, they had a whole bunch of people and they started just new fandom of people that wanted to, you know, play the game from a competition standpoint, from a sports standpoint, but you're still missing out the people who don't want to play that and want to just enjoy the story. It took them to now to do this and I'm glad they did. And for what it's worth, when I played this, I absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. Now, I think it was most appropriate for me personally that they come out with this game now because it took me till now to appreciate first person shooters. I had a hard time enjoying place uh, first person shooters because of the reason of Overwatch did is that they only focus on the competition side and I'm not that good of a first person shooter gamer like others are and I don't intend to be. But if you have something that's like I could really play leisurely, I'm good with that. Um, I, I've always going to recommend Samurai Warrior 4 as I mean, three as one of those games that you can play that you can enjoy as a, from a first person experience. Ghostwire Tokyo is one of my all time favorites on that note. Um, I recently started uh, I recently played and beat um, Metroid Prime 3 uh, or Metroid Prime remastered, I should say, and that was awesome. And, you know, so there are some really cool first person shooter games that you can play and enjoy. And Overwatch actually was one of them because of what you can do in the game. And I really wanted to really just play a game that featured a storyline aspect. Invasion to me gave us everything I've wanted in this game. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know that I'm playing the Overwatch game I've always wanted to play through invasion. Now, am I playing it exactly the way I wanted to play it? No, because this is still a online reliant game and you still have to, it, you're playing it as a co-op. You cannot play this as a single player experience, unfortunately, with the rest of the, um, with the rest of the characters being, you know, AI, if you will. You're relying on a team of other players that you don't know. With that said, I enjoyed myself every step of the way with this game. Um, you know, every player that I play with, we all seem to know what we were doing. And if one of us falls, they we all know, you know, they came, we all work together. So I felt like even if you weren't the best Overwatch player in this story mode, you were, you still benefited, you still played a part of it in some other way. And you still were able to back up. I read, I'm much better playing with people <laughs> than against people because if i'm playing against somebody in this game i'm most likely to lose i will be surprised if i win because i don't look at every single play and the, the 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 ai aspect of the game was really great in terms of the non-playable characters the the um the ai portion of it where you play against enemies 
that are not actual people. So I enjoyed it. The co-op experience to me was actually a success in this game. So I definitely recommend this to anybody who are casual fans of, you know, FPS games. This may be another one to go into. So let's talk about, I mean, in terms of originality, it's hard for me to say that this is an original game because Overwatch kind of changed the game already. So what you're playing right now is not as original because it literally is Overwatch 1 with a new bow on it. <laughs> you know, there's not too much that has changed outside of the fact that they now have a story mission mode in here. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Overwatch game we should have been playing Overwatch 1 is now being played Overwatch 2. The graphics are virtually the same. They literally did nothing to change that. It's just overlapping. It, it, I mean, I think a lot of what they were talking about in the development of this game leading up to now made it seem like this was going to be a completely new game. And in fact, we all discovered that, no, it's the same engine. It's the same graphics. It's the same deal as what we had before. They just now added more characters which are awesome characters. You're now able to do a little bit more in terms of play modes, but it's the same game. It's the same, it like literally, like they didn't change, like the graphics didn't improve. Technically it didn't have to because it already looks fantastic already. Um, it got a little bit of an overhaul for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And I, I, by the way, I'm so glad that I am playing it on the, on Nintendo Switch in a PlayStation 5 because we almost didn't because of the the, the situation with um you know them with uh, Xbox and Blizzard you know working together so you know they were about to take that away from me but I'm glad they didn't because I would have been furious that I've been waiting all this time to play this game <laughs> and I did this panel and I never get a chance to play it because I'm refused to get an Xbox and I'm and of all the things I'm getting I'm, I would get an Xbox for. It's not because of this game. <clears throat> no offense, but it, it, for me to get an Xbox again, it has to be one of the best games of the year. A must have. And Xbox just doesn't have that for me, um, at least at this time. So if not ever, but I digress. So the originality here to me is it really just wasn't there because it was just more of the same. So, um, you know, it, it's a, it's original for what it has been, but not for what it is now. I would just say that the graphics again, they didn't change too much on the graphics, but they didn't need to because the character designs, the models, everybody looks awesome. Um, it, they just added cutscenes to it and other things. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it still looks absolutely fantastic. Even on a Nintendo switch, it looks fantastic. Like I played it on a Nintendo switch. I played a mode on a Nintendo switch. Um, and then I played, uh, on the PS five, um, even on a place that, even on the Nintendo switch, it looks really good. Now, granted, it won't look as good as it does on a PlayStation, um, you know, on a Nintendo switch, uh, on a Nintendo switch compared to the PlayStation five, mostly because it's the PlayStation five and they can do a little bit more, but for what it's worth, the frame rate, everything on the play on a Nintendo switch looks absolutely uh phenomenal the performance level it it stays up with the playstation 5 i had no issue with either so graphics is really good on both uh in my opinion from there sound of music virtually the same awesome um instrumentals and orchestrated uh soundtrack <clears throat> and scores that are on there you know can't complain about that at all um gameplay 
this is some of the most fun part of what makes overwatch so great is the gameplay because it's a first person shooter but you're playing a superhero so each character has their own abilities to play so it's not just like you're just shooting a gun or whatever like you're also waving powers around and doing stuff like that so each character has a great one i play with lucio who's the newest character from um brazil right now i played with him and i played with uh tracer at the moment in these boards so basically for the story mission you can't just play as anybody you have to play with sp uh, specific characters that are involved in that particular story so you can pick between sometimes a a story will have like up to maybe four characters you can choose from some of them like you have nine and you just play within them because they're all involved in the particular story of that stage so <clears throat> you get to choose that way and i thought that was pretty cool too so it, it is there is a little bit of restriction in terms of who you can play but it makes sense when you look at the story of the game and what is involved um the fun factor it's just a lot of fun it, it's i would say it's a lot more fun than it was uh playing it originally because originally i'm competing with other players who are really skilled and really good this time i'm playing with those skilled players who are really good and can back me up this time so i'm not getting killed as much as i would and the ai characters are the enemies that you're fighting off against aren't that hard but they will put in a challenge and they will take you out but thankfully you will be acknowledged when somebody's down so you could go and try to revive them and you will eventually get through there's some great cinematic scenes in the uh gameplay that makes it a lot more fun and again it brings you in it draws you in more to the overwatch world and uh i i had i really i enjoyed this way 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 better than the first time around when i first played overwatch like i said this is the this is the way i wanted to play overwatch for the longest time and i again my only gripe is that i wish they had a single player experience I would have loved to play this game in a single player campaign because i'm pretty sure i would enjoy it just as much my only thing uh, my only other gripe is that like again if the server goes down if you want to play it offline or on a road you won't be able to play it because it relies on online reliance so this is a game strictly for the home that's it um that's why i'm not I'm, I, when it comes to live service games i'm not particularly a fan of and the only reason why i'm reviewing and playing this one is because again i have a sentimental attachment to this game due to what i've done and for talk time live and what i've done with the uh the guests that i had so it is really worth it and i i do love the world of overwatch i do enjoy it because it's just it's, it, it, there's you could tell there's a lot of love and a lot of work has been put into this it's just it went through a lot of blizzard went through a lot of hell and somewhat deservedly so in some cases um but kudos to every developer and every writer and every artist and everybody who was involved in this in in the inner workings of this game they, they did a great job and i know they went through a lot of hell and they fought for their worth there and a lot i'm here to say that you know it was all worth it i i a person who don't normally run into fps games like that enjoy this game immensely does this have replay value i would definitely say yes to an extent um i will i can definitely go back and enjoy this game i'm always worried as to if people stop playing this game will i be able to play this play the story mission like it's, it, it'll be a long time before people will stop playing this game but they are it, it has been said on the reports that they are losing 
subscribers and, and fans. Like they don't have Overwatch because it a lot of reasons. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Fans have you know fell off of Overwatch. It does not have the uh momentum that it once had back in 2019. When it was in 2019, it was huge. Overwatch was insanely huge. Like again, my panel had was filled to the brim over of up to 300 people and and according to my people at repop it was my panel was the second biggest panel of keystone comic-con here in philadelphia the, the only only topped by tom holland <laughs> like if anybody i'm going to be topped by is spider-man i'm okay with that and in fact i always credit tom holland for the reason why i got such a great turnout because he turned it out in his panel and everybody came off happy with that situation so it was it was pretty dope that uh thank you thank you mr holland for that so um yeah it you know the replay value is it's really good i can definitely jump back in there at any time and um i enjoy this game immensely and i'm going because i've waited for so long i'm probably going to play this game multiple times um before i move on to another game act um the actor performances it's by some of the best actors that do uh that do character you know character bases like this i hate i i, I try not to call them voice actors because to call them voice actors it kind of labels them as a distinctive as a in, as a distinct group of people from actual actors or pe what people consider actual actors but these guys are actors they're actors playing a role some of these actors actually do live roles as well so i i hate to just distinguish the two and label the two because when you say voice actors you hold them at a certain level and it's and it's it is almost like it stunts their love their growth they're actors playing roles just like any other actor playing roles like you can't say you call michael b jordan an actor but that dude has done voices he was cyborg on on flashpoint paradox so is he a voice actor or is he an actor you know I mean, just say Molly Flanagan voices Naruto. She's also playing in live action uh, series as well. Actor or voice actor? I mean, just you, I mean, we just need to. They're actors, people. Just you take it. But I digress. And I'll say that to say that. You know, some of the best actors on it, I'm like Fred Tatashore. I always say that um, he, he was on here. And then you got um, Stephanie Shea. Uh, I mean, that's not Stephanie Shea. Um, charlotte chung uh you got i oh got so many i forgot it was one uh one actor i forgot that we were that was supposed to be in our panel too but didn't make it on there um jennifer hell jennifer hell it was uh that one too um she was on air she was on air too uh she's on air too and she's phenomenal um you know she's the new bayonetta so that worked out for her she's just she's just tremendous um yeah man the actors, they, they, Blizzard Entertainment spared no expense on the uh, actors. They got the best of the best to play this role, and they lived up to it tenfold in this game. Especially now because they're use they're using them for story missions, so it's it's just really awesome to see. So overall, let's look at the score here. We got eighty percent for originality. We got a hundred percent for graphics. We got 100% for sound and music uh, and score. We got 100% for gameplay. We got 100% for fun factor. Replay value, 90%. Uh, 
actor performances 100% and story 100%. Um, gives me a score of 385 with a 96.3 percentile, giving it a A+. And I don't disagree with that at all. I really did enjoy it. Like I, I'm in an era, I'm in, a, I'm, a, I'm a more mature gamer now who does enjoy a good first-person shooter game, especially one with a great story experience like this. And I felt like they gave it to you tenfold. This is a great, fun game to have. I, it's just unfortunate that it's 2023. We're finally getting this game. 2000, like literally, we talked about this game at the panel in 2019. Okay, um, and I know the pandemic had a lot to do with it, but also the issues that Blizzard Entertainment also had played a factor into a lot of this too in the development. And there was supposed to be more to this PVE story mission experience that they had to take out. Uh, I believe the um, the ability to do team moves or whatever like that was taken out at this time. So it there was there's some things that were promised that weren't that they weren't able to live up to. So they are. You know, behind the scenes, they're probably struggling. And I will say this again to everybody who worked on a game. Kudos to you and all your hard work. And I hope you are finally getting the worth that you deserve. If not, get on a bandwagon and fight for it like everybody else is doing right now. Um, But this is a fun game. If you're a casual fan who heard about Overwatch, wanted to learn about Overwatch and but didn't want to go into the competition and getting, you know, lit up going in there. This, this story mission, which is by the way, is only $14.99. And I think the price point is just as great too. It's $14.99 to unlock the story mode and you'll be able to play it and have fun with this game the way that you want to. So the game is actually free to play. The game itself is free to play. You can play all the other modes and all that stuff. That's all free to play. The content and stuff is where they try to make money at. But this story mission, is only $14.99 and it's a lot of fun. That's not bad. That is really not bad at all. This is the kind this is what you would pay $14.99 for, not for a turtle suit, an expensive turtle suit with nothing back of it. So you compare and contrast, yeah. If you are looking to invest the money that you can afford, this is the type of game you would pay $14.99 for. If you could if you want to if you're trying to get a good game with on a budget. This is the one I would recommend. $14.99 is not a bad price for a story, for a really fun story mode campaign, you know, for this particular game. So go out of your way, check it out and enjoy. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be returning this week with uh, a new episode of uh, the Prime Show. So stay tuned for that. But if you like this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live, Please check out our official website at talktomlive.com where you will see all audio episodes, all video exclusive interviews with some of your favorites in the world of our favorite fandoms and other uh, content such as like the blog, uh, the blog content that we have, including the uh, the game controller that I will be putting up there very soon. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. And uh, just a great play way to keep track of everything that's going on in the world of ACMG and talktomlive.com from there. So you can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can subscribe and download on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it. We are there. So go out of your way, check it out. So folks, that will do it for me again. On behalf of myself, 
This is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of Take care and have a great week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.